Greetings, lads and lasses, and welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. Today, we'll cover a ton of ground as we talk about the three, count them, three young players that St. Louis City has signed to their roster almost a year out from starting a team. Then we'll discuss the USMNT's road ahead, the Champions League draw, the Premier League race, and we'll rank all the new MLS jerseys in this loaded episode. It's a ton to cover, so let's kick off. Welcome back, everyone. It is the Soccer Talk Lads podcast on a beautiful uh, Saturday afternoon, the last day of winter, I believe, technically sure. speaking. Uh, <laughs> spring <laughs> feels like it has sprung uh, out there. It's, you know, probably low 60s, maybe high 50s. And um, yeah, we're back together to talk about soccer, the beautiful game, as they say um how are you doing justin i'm doing good i made the drastic mistake earlier this week of thinking that winter was over when it was like 80 degrees i opened up all the windows in the house turned off the heat and then it was like Mm. 30 the next day and it's been cold in my house ever since but uh besides that i'm doing great yeah i went out uh, to see a couple friends last night with just like a short yeah shorts a t-shirt and flip-flops and it was like 70 when I drove out to see him and then it rained and the temperature plummeted and it was not a pleasant drive home. So I should know because there's always like it was like this time of year. There's always yeah. one track meet that we always go to where it'd been like warm at practice all week. And then all of a sudden it's 30s meet day anyway. Yeah, let's get it. You should always you should always have a sweater or a jacket, you know, Missouri and should, Missouri should, and yeah, in March become customary, but we never learn. Um, there's a lot that we uh, have missed, a lot that we have to talk about. Uh, we have also had a, a co-host get married in the last few days. On uh, last Monday, Ian got married in Hawaii. That's congrats, Ian. He uh, is not here as a result of that. I don't know if that's really why he's back in St. Louis. He's not here because he doesn't like us. That's the reality. He's, he's texting right now. I don't know what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but. Uh, he will rejoin us at some future point, I'm sure. Um, but let's just dive right into it. We'll swim around the entire world to talk about different news and notes from around soccer. And we'll start with very quickly Liverpool winning the coveted Carabao Cup, the set Thailand's second most popular energy drink. Uh, you know, this is. <laughs> It's funny how these things for the top clubs like Liverpool and Chelsea and Manchester City, they're never important until you win them. And then they're like the biggest thing, you know, Um, but that game was nuts. And I don't know how much you did or didn't get to watch it. Yeah, if I'm remembering correctly, that was the craziest zero zero game I've ever watched. It really was. And it went to 11 rounds of the penalty shootout. And or which is not what it's called in soccer now that I think about it, but um, the penalty kicks and uh, it ended with Liverpool's um, Kelleher hitting his penalty right on right on the money and uh, Chelsea's hand selected penalty 
kick specialist uh, missing by a mile. Kappa so sent that ball into space. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, that was, which is like, it sucks so hard because like he hadn't, obviously they got all 10. That was the crazy thing. Everybody hit their shots until he missed. It wasn't like, you know, they just made saves at the same yeah. time. Um, but you got to feel a little bad for the guy because like he was never supposed to have to shoot it. In the penalty shoot, never kicks, get that but, far. No. Yeah, <laughs> but um, and nonetheless, Liverpool wins. They celebrate, uh, and man, don't look now, but <laughs> Liverpool is really I as someone who could kind of given up on them a few a month or two ago. They've really turned it around. Adding Luis Diaz was a huge addition at um, the winter in the winter transfer window, uh, and. Yeah, they look kind of scary right now, man. City which is crazy because, like, it's a title chase now, which we'll talk about later. But yeah. Like, Man City has only dropped a few points here and there, and all of a sudden they're losing ground. It's yeah. Crazy. And, like, what? It wasn't, it was a month, maybe six weeks ago, where Liverpool was like 10 points back, and yeah. we were all like, yeah, it's done. It's just Manchester City's to win now. So we will talk about that in a moment, but we can move on from the Carabao Cup to talk about the team that we actually, in theory, cover mainly for this podcast. Actually, you know, there's finally St. Louis City news to talk about. It's really exciting. I I just feel like I'm it's hard not to like overanalyze every one of these moves and just get really excited mm. and Let's just really get real granular. Really amped. Um, but yeah, I mean, and uh, Lutz is putting together a real team here. We have more of a team uh, now than Charlotte had like three months ago. <laughs> so, uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, the most recent signing, maybe the the biggest, probably the highest profile signing, I would say, um, is the addition of Roman Berkey from uh, Borussia Dortmund, their backup keeper. Uh, has been named the team's inaugural goalkeeper. Um, had some fun with this on Twitter with him calling Lutz and, and uh, having all that in the German German conversation between them. But um, Steven, do you uh, you understand German, right? That's right up your wheelhouse. A touch, yeah. I I studied it for a long time. I wish I was better at it than I am, but I got part of that message. I got the part where he said, "I am the new." uh goalkeeper so you know noia and it's like tolhofer or something it it was a weird word for goalkeeper but i figured it out um but yeah it's cool obviously we're bringing in a guy with bundesliga experience champions league experience um if he's uh He's a big, high-profile goalie. Obviously, he's not, mm. you know, an elite goalie necessarily on the world stage, but he was drawing in interest from some significant Premier League clubs and some other places. We were far from the only team looking at him, and instead he chooses to move to the United States, take his talents to South Beach. I'm sure St. Louis has a South Beach somewhere. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It feels pretty big to me. This feels like a big deal just in terms of the prestige of the team, uh, taking nothing away from his goalkeeping. Mm. How do you feel about it, Justin? Yeah, no, Roman Berkey is, he's an interesting keeper. Cause I feel like he always had a spot in Dortmund and obviously like they relied on him as their champions league keeper for the group stages for a lot of it. And like, he's never been the number one and they've always been like, kind of trying to move on from him, but like mm-hmm. he's probably perfect skill set for MLS. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's probably a little bit of that kind of 
crazed goalkeeping style a little bit all over the place i yeah. i have a friend who uh, is a huge uh dortmund fan and and an honestly god german a real one one of Whoa. the one of the real germans and he when i mentioned this to him he said he wasn't that impressed with berkey which was disappointing but um i think the downgrade from you know second second team in the in the bundesliga to mls franchise expansion team right. is going to suit him fine and he'll be a, a, at the very least perfectly adequate goalie um by mos standards and maybe a lot more than that yeah i think if you're viewing it from like dortmund they're they want to be a champions league team they want to be that top two they're not challenging Bayern right now, but that's where they want to be. So if you look at those aspirations and where Roman Berkey fits in, like you're not necessarily as excited about him as you are for someone coming into MLS. And like if you look at the best MLS keepers, they probably are for the most part, like either starting for a mid-table club or like a good backup for one of the top teams. And I think that probably checks out here. So it'll be interesting to see like how he does. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um also a very handsome fella too. So oh, not that that's exactly news for goalkeepers. Very tall also, you know, yeah. tall and handsome. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's tough. It's hard, but he gets by. <laughs> tall, handsome, and extremely athletic. The three worst things any man yeah, can be. He's Swiss, though. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of those. That's true. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. Um, so that's a cool addition that but it's not the only one they've made since we lost last spoke we also signed joel i think that's klaus and i'm klaus. and i typoed it uh from hoffenheim as striker um what do you know about klaus justin if I mean, not a ton this is one where i'm like <laughs> eh. uh just because he has primarily played in the belgian league recently and it's mm -hmm. okay he has three goals four assists in the belgian league this year in 26 games so not exactly like lighting the world on fire but i think when you look at the system we're trying to play you need a striker who isn't necessarily scoring goals but is very pacey can like lead the press and can also mainly be relied on for dummy runs and for that like bumper spot in the middle of the pitch so it'll be interesting like we didn't pay a ton for him He's a DP, but we only played 3.52 million for him, which is kind of probably about right for what he gives you. So mm -hmm. not like extremely excited because I think we probably have a bigger signing to come, but I think he'll fit into the squad well. And it's nice to have, you know, our striker picked out. Yeah, and he's 6'3", so he gives that big yeah. target man frame in the central striker role, which is, you know, important for set pieces and all that sort of stuff. I think all that be... good stuff. He's young too, so he can continue to grow. It's actually pronounced Jao Klaus, uh, according to uh, St. Louis City's website. Which, by the way, their website, their whole, their whole uh, app and and production team, just very on point. Yeah, I, I'm really struggling not to feel like this team's just gonna nail it. You know, yeah. I'm really, I'm really trying to resist as a as a natural pessimist. I'm really trying to actively suppress that part of me that wants to say. Uh, maybe they're just going to be boss from the very get-go, you know? Yeah, and I be... think, like, looking at all these players that we've signed so far, it obviously comes from Lutz's, like, scouting experience in the mm -hmm. German and Belgian and, you know, Central European League. So, like, I kind of believe in him a little bit more than I do my own ability to evaluate a player. So it'll be fun to see when we finally get to see him. Yeah. Agreed. And we still aren't done because we also signed cool. Tomas Ustrak, 
from the German league once again, FC Köln. Um, this is a, a Czech Republic native and a midfielder born on February 5th, 2000. So just 22 years old, uh, a very, very much on the smaller side at the opposite end of, uh, from Klaus, uh, 5'7", 165, a tiny dynamo. Um, it says, this is a quote from Lutz himself, says, Tomas has the talent and characteristics, despite his young age, to be an important figure in our team. He's a creative player with incredible technical ability, but most importantly, he knows our playing style. His ability to create chances and his work ethic off the ball will add another dynamic another dynamic to our team and make him a significant threat in our attack. We're excited to have him join St. Louis City, and we know the fans will love his attitude and winning mentality. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know a, a whole lot about Tomas Ustrak, but um, it certainly seems like we're signing players with, um, you know, a good mix of potential and um, legitimacy from uh, the club level. Obviously, it's very German centric, which I don't think is a surprise with Lutz necessarily. Um, you wouldn't mind seeing that diversified a little bit. Um, but the players aren't, you know, all German or anything. It's just the league that they happen to play in and, um, you know, the teams yeah. that they happen to have been purchased by at some point in their career. Um, but any thoughts on Ustrak or the overall, uh, we've got four guys along with the um, guy that we talked about last time, whose name I can look up unless you know it. Off Selmir the Pedro as well. Oh, there we go. Yeah. All right. And look like. Along with Selmir, like two young players that are kind of like just breaking through. I like this signing too. Obviously doesn't have a huge track record in terms of like senior team, but as an assist in the Bundesliga this year when he was playing with Colin's uh, farm team in the regional league, uh, he has a goal and then two assists for in their four games there. So he's someone that has a lot of skill, has that midfield engine that they're looking for. I don't know a ton about him. There aren't a ton. There isn't a ton available, but I, I like the direction in which this team is being built. We'll see when they start kind of looking towards those MLS options and you know getting into the summer window when we can actually sign you know more players. It'll be interesting to see what the rest of the build is now that we kind of know what the international contingent will look like. Yeah, maybe you can talk a little. I mean, you'll know better than I do. I don't want to put you on the spot, but maybe you can talk a little bit about um, what that process looks like for them. Because I know obviously there's the um, homegrown talent that they can add to the team. Yeah. There's also an expansion draft, and then there's a super draft, and um, uh, presumably a free agency period too. So what what's still to come for St. Louis City, if to the extent that you're able to kind of summarize that for people. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because like the global transfer window and the domestic US transfer window don't quite line up. So mm -hmm. you would expect them to announce some more in the summer transfer window when that officially opens and players in Europe are kind of moving a little more freely and not just signing pre-contract deals. Yeah. From there, like you're probably looking after the MLS season, then the MLS free agency window opens. I'm sure we'll make some signings there, the expansion draft and the super draft are both in January. So we'll know a little bit more, but like historically the teams that have done well out of the gate, like if you look at Nashville, they built out their like international contingent, they built well through domestic signings. And we already made a few that are going to be on the SDL two team and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hopefully find a center back in the expansion draft. 
Yeah. And so far, only Klaus counts as a designated player, right? Yeah, everyone else so, has been free transfers too. So we haven't even really spent any money on players yeah. so far. So we only so we still have one DP slot open, um, which you know, you probably figure will be used on, like you mentioned, probably a bigger name. Yeah, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we go into the season with that slot still open, like yeah. bringing someone in the summer. That's what teams have been doing recently, like Austin did with Drusy last year, and it's worked out pretty well for them after they brought him in. Obviously, the beginning of the season was rough for them, but they really grew into it once Drusy came in, and it like mm-hmm. just gives you more options. So you're saying there is still room for them to sign Leo Messi? There is still room, Stephen. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was thinking like La Liga midfielder. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, So La Pjanic, perhaps. That's who. That's who I really want. I know it's probably not going to happen. Is he Bosnian? Or yeah, he's he's Bosnian international. His contract expires at the end of the year. He's still a good European player. You know. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be. That'd be pretty sick. Mm. Um, and now I'm all in on that. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, in. I think I think it's just it's a cool to see things finally starting to move at a, a less than a year now until we kick off the actual St. Louis City first inaugural season. The stadium is a pace, and you know it's it's starting to look a lot like a stadium. Um, it's got a name now, right? Did we even mention that? I don't think it's Centene Stadium, mm-hmm. um, which I don't, I don't care a lot about corporate endor- <laughs> endorsement deals, but at least that yeah. sounds like something, and it's not like globe life, right. city life, financial dot com uh, field. Some rough timing that their uh, financial obligations came out like right after we announced that they're our title sponsor. So that was great, not but not so good or what? not so not so that. great. They uh, did some donating to some Florida GOP members that uh, 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 rough. Uh, it's not a good look, but <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that notwithstanding, they've probably paid the team a fair amount of money. Yeah, so I mean, that's, fine. that's how these things work. I um, there are like what three corporate sponsorships that you can actually be happy about. So and just give us the money to sign the players. We're fine. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's a beautiful world. So um, moving on from St. Louis city, as exciting as it is to have players in the fold, we got a lot to cover today. And the next most pressing issue is USMNT's reckoning coming this Ooh, week. Here we it doesn't go, have baby. to be a reckoning, but it could be. We'll Very see. Well, <laughs> it's, it's funny. I felt super confident about this when the last window closed and now we're here and I'm like, oh boy, this is, this could be real bad. Um, but uh, yeah, so get started on Thursday at the Azteca in Mexico City. I'm glad that that's the first game. Mexico is not in form uh, by any stretch of the imagination. They've lost their last two. Yeah, I was watching um, uh, Atleti play by Relicano earlier today, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hector Herrera does not look to be in good form right now. So that's, yeah. that's a plus. So, um, you know, we've what had two positive results ever at the Azteca. Um, so it's certainly not in our favor, but we did um, the summer uh, with the two uh, trophies that we won. Did we beat them or draw in our first in matchup the... in qualifying? We beat them, didn't we? I we think we did. Yeah. Was it the Gold Cup or the... <laughs> I don't know. I forget. No, we beat them in the gold cup for sure. But what about our first qualifying? Was that a draw? Oh man, I don't even look it up. I don't even remember anymore. 
Yeah, it's been a long time. We did beat them two to nothing and got a red card in the That's process. Sarah. That's right. Yes, of course. Miles Robinson. Um, and we beat them back. one to nothing in the Gold Cup final. And we beat them three to two in the Nations League final. Oh, yeah, the Nations so, League final was the banger one. That's right. Yeah. So we have a, a good track record against Mexico recently. Um, they still have um, their current coach, right? Martinez. Mm. Is it Martinez? Tata I'm Martino. Tata yeah, I'm like, Martino. If they were to win. I was saying, thinking Javi Martinez, which is a <laughs> completely different person. Or as the uh, Brits say, Martinez. Yeah, that's right. Gross. Um, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I cut you off there. No, I was going to say it's like double. If we were able to pull out a win in Mexico, it also would probably mean that Tata Martino is fired, which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd be I'd be really satisfied that said with even a point here would probably probably put you in the driver's seat uh panama then basically this whole window if we can just beat panama we're probably in the clear um but you would like to yeah, have a good wanna, feeling i don't want to go, go to that costa rica game like real, knowing that we need points that oh yeah a good that's a nightmare <laughs> they've been on a little bit of a run to um Killer we have never lost there. at Exploria Stadium in Orlando, where we do play Panama on Sunday. If we can go in there with some good feelings, um, even just having taken a point at the Azteca, we clean up in Panama and then we're done and we've qualified and, and we don't have to worry a bit about Costa Rica. Um, if we go to Costa Rica needing points, I don't know if I'll be able to watch that game. I may, I may lock myself in my room and hide and just wait till it's over. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I'll be going into uh, elimination game protocol, which means I sit like an inch away from the TV as I watch everything. So mm -hmm. that would be fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. It's, <laughs> it's sports are fun. What was there was a there was a famous tweet um, <laughs> from a hockey guy. I think it was. Uh, um, the Kuleman Fuleman account on uh the the Maple Leafs fan who once said people think sports is about winning, but it's actually about being sad in a group. <laughs> and that's right. Uh, yeah. that's how I feel a lot of times <laughs> with the uh USMNT. But hopefully we get the point in the Azteca and um give ourselves a little more breathing room. Man, it's just so many missed opportunities when you look back uh at where we could have been uh -huh. if uh this you know had gone a little bit more our way over the last few rounds that uh um the loss to canada obviously rings huge yeah uh as well as the draw with jamaica that just really really hurts that's probably the one that stings the most is not getting not getting six points in two games with jamaica that's the one that probably stings you the worst. And if you had those two more points right now, you'd be mm -hmm. safe pretty much. I mean, you, you, as long as you didn't get lose three in a row, you pretty much have, have locked up qualifications. So yeah. And if they don't qualify, you're looking at John Brooks being left off the squad again and wondering why you have a, I think whether they do or don't qualify, they have a lot of questions about, uh, uh management i guess yeah. <laughs> um it's not like uh, we keep going back to this and it's like being a dead horse Every at this point we talk but, about it but like 
it's just it's kind of it's it's all you mentioned Mike Yo in a text a little while ago, and it's almost like that with Greg Berhalter. It's like even if this guy isn't actually bad, is he good enough to do this and be this guy? Like I think my problem with Greg is that his explanations for things just make zero sense. Yeah, and are incomplete contradiction to what he said last window. It's yeah. And I don't like he said last window they let off they left John Brooks off because of form, which is fine, but then you also brought in MLS players who hadn't played in three months. Mm-hmm. And then this time it's he is in form and you left him off because there are things in his game that he's working on when he's our best center pack in the pool. And like, okay, so does he just not make the team when we go to the World Cup then? That is a big question I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a mess and he's been a mess. And I think this is probably his last turn. Well, I mean, if he qualifies, then he'll get the World Cup and then we'll yeah. see, I guess, after that. But um obviously if he doesn't qualify, they'll have no choice but to move on. Um, and if he doesn't qualify, it is a national disgrace of mm-hmm. epic proportions and Greg Berhalter should have to pay double for every meal he eats in the United States. Yeah, the rest I think of the it's time. just like the sum of this team's parts are playing less than they're capable of most mm-hmm. of the time. And we have yeah. players that are being highly touted in Europe and like players like Joe Scally are being relied on for Bayern Munich-Gladbach and he can't get a sniff of the national team despite yeah. players being brought in that are definitely not at that caliber. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand where the disconnect is. Yeah, I mean, every coach has the guys he trusts and the guys he doesn't, but it is hard to like rectify that when you're talking about competing at this high level um, or wanting to compete at mm. this high level. David Perron has scored yet another goal. He's on it's a heater. Four to three Blue Jackets, though. So um, let's move to the Premier League. Uh, Robin Abramovich has been kicked off the planet. Um, no, would that that were so, but, uh, uh, you know what I, now I was going to say, I don't actually know if this was a, a premier league move or you, uh, UK government move. Was it the, I guess it had to be the UK, right? Because they seized assets and stuff. Thinking about it. And then the UK government was like, actually, no, this guy can't sell the team because, uh, give him money. And then that would be bad. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, we ha- I guess we haven't had a podcast since the start of everything going on in Ukraine. And, and you know, we have on our on our other podcasts in the network, many of our other podca- podcasts. Um, but, you know, obviously, the the Russian situation, I mean, it's horrific and, and wrong and everything. Mm. And we could speak to her blue in the face about that. Uh, Robin Abramovich, you know, I think... Uh, this was the right thing to do. I don't, you know, it's, it, it's always hard for me when people who aren't the principal bad guy are yeah. getting punished because we can't punish the principal bad guy, you know, like, so there's always a part of me that's like, man, well, you know, he didn't, and there was nothing necessarily evil about him buying Chelsea, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know what else you do. You've got to, yeah, like- you've got to, Apparently, the Premier League made their bet with this. It's the same yeah. thing with them, you know, letting the Saudi government and the uh, all the other oil barons, <laughs> oil and... agencies they've let in. It's like you mm-hmm. knew where this guy's money came from. He's a big part of Gazprom. He all of his money came from the. Everyone knows what how the oligarch oligarchs made money at this point, but right, like you know where he's coming from. You know what those baggages are and you knew that he was you know a close tie to putin to begin with so now 
Putin does the thing that he's been trying to do for a decade, and now all of a sudden it's okay. We gotta take his take his club away. But like, yeah, it's terrible. But it's like you got yourself into this mess to begin with at a certain level. Yeah, no, they definitely did, and he's been the owner for almost twenty years. Um, has what five Premier League titles mm. in his time and two Champions League titles, so. You know, it's it's a huge thing, and it's it's even more surreal because they basically frozen the assets of the team. The team is like walking to the stadium now, and <laughs> but yeah, um, they've lost uh, all their sponsorships basically, and they have like mm-hmm. a, I forget what the budget is, but they have a budget on travel now. So like for, for yeah. when they go to Champions League, they can't fly there because that's going to be breaking the travel budget. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Get Christian yeah, Pulisic out of there is all yes swoop in now somebody (laughs) anybody anybody at all um but that was i think the right move and uh you know chelsea now pretty much everybody is out of the title race that isn't liverpool man city um although we said the same thing about liverpool a month ago i suppose um the relegation race looks like it's down to four teams uh norwich city who is pretty much doomed burnley watford and everton both Leeds and Brentford have, you know, seemingly climbed out of that. Leeds is uh, seven points up on Watford and Brentford eight. Um, Bringing in Jesse Marsh. That's happened since we talked last. And that's, that's right. They got their first win under him last weekend. So mm-hmm. that makes Looking. me happy to see as well. Uh, and they both Leeds and Brentford have now won two in a row. So um, obviously that's a, a big statement when you're trying to avoid relegation. Yeah. Um, Man City at the top has has a draw and a loss in its last five, uh, whereas both Liverpool and Chelsea have won five in a row. Arsenal had won four out of their last five, uh, but it really does seem like it's once again, here we go again with Man City and Liverpool down the stretch. I mean, it's so fun, right? And that that game that they play um, on in a couple of weeks is like kind of the, the game, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Pretty much. it'll be like... Klopp and Pep going at it again. Someone mm-hmm. will make a drastic mistake. Probably Pep overthinking things like he does in those games. So it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Liverpool's. You know they've got a. They've at least got. They're still in all four. You know I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think it's borderline impossible for any team to do, actually actually do the quadruple. But um, it's not. It's not entirely out of the realm of possibility. Uh, and they've got Nottingham Forest coming up next in the FA Cup quarterfinals. Uh, that's tomorrow. And then Benfica is, you know, we'll talk about in a minute, but I think yeah, pretty much a push <laughs> pushover relative. To- they have a relatively easy run in compared right. to like Chelsea playing Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, it's they're in they're in pretty good spot. They've got a lot of easier matchups coming down, you know, in the final stretch. They've got Watford, Aston Villa, Man United obviously is a big game. Everton, Newcastle, Tottenham, Southampton and Wolves are their last five. Um so, you know, the way they're playing right now, if they can get that win over Man City, they're absolutely in the driver's seat for that. So, not just trying to pump my own team's tires, but yeah. it is it is pretty incredible how much difference a, a month can make and how much difference 
really one player can make. Not that Luis Diaz is like the reason all this has happened, but you can definitely see the shot in the arm of, of having him and having him. I think it gives them like, from what I've watched him recently, it gives them a little more flexibility than Mm -hmm. what they've had with their like big front three. And it maybe gives a different look that Premier League teams were like starting to get used to in a way also. Yeah. And it gives them also the option to, to move Mane, Manny into that number nine mm. position, and he's really excelled there. Um, not that he's, Firmino isn't still very good, but he's certainly he's not. always been like Sadio Mane has always been like the underrated part of that. Base he's so good, he's like, crazy he just, good. I just love him. Yeah, how do you feel about his hairline though? <laughs> I just <laughs> I don't know why he just won't shave it. Like it's at it's starting like mid head at this point, folks. Yeah. If you haven't paid attention closely, and I don't know how you missed it, the Sadio Mane's hairline, just look closely next time and notice why it starts at the top of his head. And just maybe like he'd look good bald. I don't know why he just doesn't go for it. Yeah, he really he could definitely pull that off. I don't I don't really get it, but um, yeah, I mean obviously Liverpool is an extraordinary team, top to bottom, mm-hmm. but. Um, Joel Maddox also really stepped up in a, in a big way. And, um, you know, I think that the way they won the Carabao cup gave them a lot of confidence too. And they just look great right now. They went into it. What was supposed to be a tough matchup against Arsenal and won it pretty handily when all was said and done it, it'll be interesting. I can't wait till that April 10th game against, yeah. uh, city Man can city. just like steamroll teams sometimes too. So mm-hmm. it's almost hard to even like bet against them but when they're both when both those teams are rolling it'll be interesting because that man united game is always like a hard one for liverpool for some reason like united will lose to watford the game before but play liverpool tight (laughs) yeah that's true and i'll full disclosure if i if i had to gun to my head had to make a bet right now i'd probably put my money on man city Mm. they still are it's kind of like you know innocent until proven guilty almost they're they're the team to beat and and they're the big dogs in this in the world really still but um liverpool's definitely put themselves into a position where it's going to be about 10 times more interesting than i ever thought it was going to be this season yeah and that's cool you like that that's exciting like that you like you like a title race there's actually some good races like between the title race and i highly doubt that anyone's going to uh, upend arsenal for that last champions league spot especially uh-huh. with how all those teams behind them have like throughout the year but it's also an interesting race there too yeah <laughs> but also if if uh if uh, a champ yeah i can't speak if a premier league team wins the Champions oh. League and opens up that fifth spot, right. then it gets yeah. a lot more interesting. But United and... blow out of the group stage. Actually. That'd be great. <laughs> I do think. I do think. Uh, I mean, I think. I think you'd have to put betting odds on one of these Premier League teams winning the Champions League right now. Yeah. If you if you were just going to guess by uh, by league, they would it's be a tough certainly the odds on favor because like Bayern are freaking buzzsaw right now. Yeah, Bayern's like... incredible, but. It's probably going to be City and Real Madrid and Liverpool and Bayern, and that's going to be like a great, just a fantastic semifinal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, um, I think we. I guess we can just uh, jump right into it. It does seem we've got uh, Liverpool and Benfica. We already mentioned. I don't think that's going to be any kind of a challenge for for Liverpool. Um, 
and then they'll face the winner of Bayern and Villarreal, which I don't think is going to be any kind of challenge for Villarreal yeah. or for Bayern. Um, so, you know, that's going to be a heavyweight finals matchup. And then Manchester City and Atletico, I don't think City is going to struggle there. Yeah, um, Letty have been poor recently too. Like they had a rough time with Rio Vallecano today. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. they're just not where you would expect them to be. Like, consistency wise and under a Diego Simeone team. So I could see city just in city are just next level right now too. Chelsea Real Madrid will be interesting because Chelsea have looked pretty cohesive lately too, but that yeah. is very good. It's hard. It's I think, I think Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, um, Bayern and then possibly probably Real Madrid are like the best five hmm. teams in the world right now. Yeah. So it's kind of hard where it shakes out, but you don't certainly don't feel like the momentum is in Chelsea's favor with all the Abramovich stuff going on. Too. Definitely not in Madrid. Oh. Like real good. Vinicius Jr. is like really coming into form and like mm-hmm. turning into a global superstar. So that's not something you want to be up against. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Those uh, those rounds start next week, I think. Right, April fifth is the first set. Yeah, of games. So um, that's all time. Yeah, works. it's coming. Oh no, that's two weeks. You're right. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everything everything's a blur. Um, I'm still on island time or something. I'm not, but right. let's use that as an excuse. Time works uh, differently. <laughs> That's right. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future, as Steve Miller once said. So um, that's uh, that's a lot. That's pretty much all the news in the world. Um, what's going on in, in MOS? You watched a banger uh, comeback from a, a oh, yeah. Atlanta United today. I, Tell us I about that. I tweeted out. Uh, Atlanta were looking real rough against Montreal. Montreal had mm-hmm. them on the ropes. It was 3-1. Atlanta were down to 10 men. I tweeted that Atlanta were in real oh, trouble. So uh, it's your fault. With like 15 minutes left, they scored two goals and were pressing for a fourth goal at the end of the game down a man. So, oh, yeah. They're, I mean, they're under a new manager. Everything's growing for them. In MLS, you can go on a run pretty easily. So... But some banger games this last couple of weeks, it just reminds me how chaotic MLS is and how much I love it. Yeah, um, obviously it's too easy to draw any major conclusions Uh with just two or three Uh, games. Outside of Inter-Miami probably being the worst team I've ever seen in my life, but outside of that. (laughs) Well, they've been so well managed. It's hard to imagine how they got to this point. They got dominated by Cincinnati today. Let that sink in, everyone. Oh, my God. So would you say they're going up in a blaze? <laughs> oh, you see what I did there? That was okay. pretty good, huh? Uh, <laughs> Vancouver's not much better, I gotta say, as well. No, um, but like Vancouver, I almost expect them to be bad, right? How ambitious are yeah. they? You know, they're not spending to level where Inter Miami is and, and they're just a dud. So it's, it's more fun for me to watch that just <laughs> totally implode. <laughs> Do you have uh, any teams that have surprised you so far this year? I, I Austin has looked like surprisingly good outside of the game that they lost to Portland. But mm-hmm. in, in, hey, everything's kind of shaken out through four games, you'd expect. Uh, Nashville being in the West is interesting. I guess we didn't really have our our prediction, but yeah, everything. I'm just kind of looking. Seattle has had a rough run up for the first three 
few games, especially like they're playing in the Champions League now and they've been doing well in the CONCACAF Champions League. So it's kind of like sometimes it's interesting because they definitely want to win that. So they're kind of shipping some of these early season MLS games. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out later in the year. But uh, been some banger games to open up the season. It's hard to judge until you're like five, six, seven, ten yeah. games in for MLS. Yeah, for sure. I'm not. Yeah, you don't want to draw any big conclusions. But uh, Charlotte's looked real bad. I think we all expected that, but they're not in last place. So, yeah, that's uh, that's an advantage. You know, they're doing better than Miami, and that's yes. really all you can say. Also, currently leading New England, which is probably how that game will finish. So. Um, it's going well. It's going exciting. Good good for Charlotte. Do you want to talk about the kits this year? Oh, do I, Steven? I knew you would. Uh, we've got, a, as usual, a kind of poorly laid out website uh, with the kits that have been leaked. If you have any others that you'd like to, any other websites you'd like to propose or any kits you know we're missing, please let me know as we go no, through I think, here. I think this looks all right. But, um, you know, we've got a lot of kits carrying over from 2021, 22. So do you want to do real favorites in here though? I don't know okay. how we want to do this even in the carryover or in the, in overall? the new, in the, in the overall. Yeah. So do we want to just focus on the new ones then? Yes. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Then we'll skip all the carryovers because we talked about them last year. Some of those go back up. to that episode that I got to tell you that, that, uh, FC Dallas blue one speckled one. I still really like that. Mm. There's some, there's some solid ones out there, but um, yeah, you can find that episode from last year. Atlanta's new away Jersey. It's got shapes. It's mint green. Um, I'm going to say, I like it. I don't, I'm worried that you're going to hate this one, but no, I'm going to say I like it. I like it. I just don't know. Like, I don't necessarily love when teams go like so far away from their primary colors. Yeah. That's, I know it's supposed to be like, I've never heard anyone call Atlanta the city in the forest, but that was their explanation of it. Uh, So I know it's supposed to add meaning there, but like, I like the jersey on its own. It's a beautiful jersey, but Atlanta's called the city in the forest. That's what they said it's supposed to be. And I've never heard that before. And I've, I've, driven, I've been I've, to Atlanta. I know people. I've driven Atlanta. through Atlanta a lot, <laughs> and I would not call anything around there a forest in particular. But okay, five so issues with the rationale. But I mean, I suppose, I suppose Georgia is a densely wooded state in general. Yeah, but I've right. never heard. And like I know I North have, Atlanta is pretty yeah. like foresty, but I've never heard it. Called I have that. literally never heard it called that. <laughs> I've, that's like, don't say that like it's the gateway city, you know, right. or something. Like this is a commonly actually... held nickname that right. everyone knows about. Right. <laughs> that is uh, interesting, but it's a solid jersey, I think. Uh, the shapes maybe, maybe a little too whoa geometric. This is but... my this is my problem with MLS jerseys in general. Is I would like it if it was the only jersey this year that had like the the shapes embedded mm-hmm. in it, but every but there's like twelve. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's they always overdo it. Uh, Austin FC has underdone it once again. Um, this is just a nothing. I like, I can't, I can't hate on it because it's nothing. How can I, how can I feel bad about it? The Yeti sponsorship still really funny to me for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but it It is like, I like how that looks on a Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks fine. I think, uh, Charlotte FC's home Jersey. This is hot. I, I think personally, 
Very nice. Also, it looks pretty good, like in motion too. It's yeah. basically Arsenal jersey, just in blue, but it's mm-hmm. good. <laughs> also a, a Centene Corporation sponsorship. Hey, so way to go! Uh, they're an ally on the front. The collar, I, I just think it looks good. I mean, obviously, it's it's Carolina colors, it's Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers colors, but I think it looks solid, and I think the away looks pretty solid. I probably would have gone uh, with the less washed out blue. I probably would have just done the done the same blue as on the front or at least closer to that than they went but i think i think both look pretty solid how do you feel yeah it almost ventures into that mint territory but yeah, yeah. Fine. they're they're fine jerseys i know apparently issues. mint and embedded shapes are the themes this year they're so high oh it literally says mint city on there but is oh. that is that also a nickname what <laughs> what is that thing <laughs> What are these nicknames? Charlotte is Mint City. They're gonna like SCL SCL City's gonna have a jersey that they're gonna call St. Louis some nickname that I've never heard of. Yeah, it's gonna gonna be like Cave City. And it's like, yeah, there are a lot of caves here, but no one's ever called it that. Uh okay. As no no mints existed in the Charlotte area. Miners had to send their gold dust to Philadelphia to be melted in coin. What does that have to do with anything? So it's not Mint City. Though. Wait, it's, it's not. A, so it's, it's a, like a. It's a false nickname. The Charlotte Mint. What the fuck is happening? Here? The Charlotte Mint was Charlotte, the first. Get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> the Charlotte Mint was the first United States branch mint. It was oh, located okay. in Charlotte, North Carolina. So it's not even the mint kind of mint. So then you should have made it gold colored, not friggin'. Right. off blue play on words with me yeah i hate i hate charlotte i'm a, I, they're they're already my rival screw these okay. guys going out on a limb yeah <laughs> speaking of rivals chicago as fire have uh changed their logo yet again i mean we already knew i do that, like this just, logo much better but yeah oh, the jerseys are basically last year's jersey just with it literally jersey. couldn't be any worse but yes it is better um last year's jersey now it's got more shapes um sure it's fine. Yeah, who, who cares? <laughs> FC Cincinnati has some weird three river shit but going much on. Much better than their like <laughs> half orange, half navy jersey they had last year. They were like two different shades of blue. So this is a much, yeah, it's a a good step in the right direction for them. Yeah, they've got their flag uh, hidden in the oh. embossing. Is what that's that's now, what's going on there. I can go for that if City had cast. like a St. Louis flag deal going on with their kits. Oh, they definitely do. Something I can't find. Allow me to copy over the Cincinnati flag to the bottom of the notes here. Please, please do. It's uh it's just what they've got hidden right there on the on the chest. So okay. Um I might have brought I might have brought that out even a little bit more because it's kind of a cool effect, but maybe you don't want to overdo it. Um but that is definitely flag actually. It's gonna it's gonna hurt Kaltman Cincinnati, but that's not a bad flag. For for our for a podcast that has a lot of opinions on flags, I agree that good. that one's pretty fine. It's it's unoffensive. They've, folks, you've seen some bad flags. We've talked about we've, some bad we've talked about some terrible <laughs> flags. They bring they bring uh, three three rivers together, mm. and those three rivers could also be symbolic. Justin of the three goals David Perron has scored tonight. Oh. This man is a god. We're gonna lose with a David Perron hat trick. You know what Way else I'm go, thinking is one of those rivers is frequently on fire, so it also That's is true. a good allegory for the team in general. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's perfect. Um, moving on to the Colorado Rapids. Too many shapes. You went you went overboard on the shapes. 
you've got such good colors. Why are the shapes here? I mean, I guess they're supposed to be mountains, but they're not really mountains. They're just shapes. I don't know. What do you what do you feel? Yeah, this jersey is also Colorado not having a sponsor. It's just wild yeah. to me. <laughs> it's this is the pits. This Punky, team, I they, guess they, they won the Western Conference last year, and you can't get a sponsor for your team. Donkey's <laughs> got too much money to care. I guess. God, I hate that man. Colorado, the, the Rapids are always just so boring to me. Those, I like those. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I like their like they had that mint green secondary jersey last year. Mm. I guess this year too that I liked, but now it's what everyone's doing, so I don't like it as much. <laughs> the West Ham colors as slash the abs colors, obviously, are so choice. I love that, that color combination. Blue. Yeah, mm -hmm. they don't do enough with the blue though. It's always so, yeah. like, understated in their kids. Exactly. They could do a lot more. Um we've got Columbus up next and we've got more shapes. There's more varied shapes hidden Ooh, okay, in I the shirt. Um, yeah, you have to, you have to look a little for this one. If you look underneath at the kind of uh, the uh, embedded yeah, image, that. you can see it a little clearer, but uh, this is fine. I mean, it's yellow and black. It looks yeah. good. It's a, you know, this is the kit that Columbus should be wearing all the time. It's just mm -hmm. a yellow kit. Didn't they go like crazy last year and do like no yellow or something? Yeah, they had that, the black one with the shapes in it. Yeah, this is much better. This is much better. Um, this is classic Columbus. DC United, this is pretty classic for them too. Yeah. Black with some stripes. Black and red, and can't go wrong. That's right. Nothing too bad or too good there. FC Dallas bringing, bringing the heat a little bit. I, I think this looks good, yeah. at least personally. It's not bad. It looks good not... on the field, too. Like the, yeah. the stripes look a little more cohesive when you see them in motion. I don't know what the hell Mav Q is, but um, I probably don't want to Some know. sort of finance company. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> the Houston Dynamo learned that LA Galaxy would have a Houston Dynamo kit this year, so they had to get a generic kit. Um, they've got, it's just kind of camo but it's black on black camo i mean and like, I, dino, I guess it's unoffensive sure but when you had that like fire orange that they have to have it like with a tiny stripe on the jersey it's just a that's a crime to me yeah yeah i agree <laughs> for sure um but we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the la jersey here in a minute uh enter miami they went full collar which yeah, yeah, i yeah. guess is a good metaphor for the fact that they're choking away their season <laughs> um i mean it's I pink kind of have a soft spot for like classic soccer kits that have a color to them i know it's not oh yeah cup no 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 oh, that's fine i have no problem with it at all i just wanted to make the joke um <laughs> but i do like the, for the joke <laughs> i do like the flamingo pink and yeah they want a little more a little more all in with the pink this year the only thing that's looking good for inter miami this year that's hey, we're going. <laughs> we're moving on to LAFC, and we've got more shapes. This yeah. looks like an alternate color cover for the Great Gatsby. Ooh, I <laughs> like this jersey though. <laughs> it does. It does look pretty cool. I bet yeah, it looks even it better in very, motion. Yeah, it's very Art Deco. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it really could just say, "What's that? Uh, that doctor's." The doctor, the optometrist that's, uh, you know, the guy, everybody knows the guy uh, with the big eyes that are uh, uh, one of the most transparent symbols for God that has ever been in literature. T.J. Eckelberg, that's what oh, it okay. should say. Um, <laughs> you know, the literature nerds out there, they've got my back. They know what I'm talking about. They're screaming um, at, their, at their podcast. That's right. T.J. <laughs> Eckelberg, you idiot. Um no, anyway, that would be a, a hilarious sponsor on this jersey because it does look very gassy, but it, it looks good, and I bet it looks great in motion. 
Um, the galaxy, very traditional galaxy okay. jersey, but now it's got stars on the shoulders and the stripes. Sure. And Brought that's, to you by Herbalife. So that's, that's right. That's that's, the stars are adding absolutely nothing to this, I would say. But you know, hey, it's, it's fine. fine. It's an Alex um, jersey. <laughs> that's right. Minnesota United, um, the target sponsorship still amuses me, but it's fine. This one, I, also, I'm going to give it a thumbs down just because it's so boring. Boring, yeah. Yeah, well, that's Minnesota United. That is so. Minnesota. But last year they had the, the blue jerseys that were just... That's cute. true, and they were and, sick. Yeah, and they're going to follow that up with this. Speaking of ripping off old <laughs> Arsenal jerseys, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> CF Montreal with the marbling effect, hmm. uh, it wasn't a good look for Arsenal. It's not a good look here, in my opinion. How do you feel? Yeah, I don't I don't love it. I don't get why. It kind of like, works, but it's like, why would you choose this? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's a reasoning behind it with Montreal, but like maybe they're the marble city. The <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Montreal Marble and Granite. Montreal Marble. But they have this, uh they have this on their like away kit too. So uh -huh. I don't know. When I, when I when I type Montreal Marble City. It gave me directions from Montreal to Marble City in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's quite Justin, a drive. <laughs> how long do you think? Give me give me an estimate. Montreal to Knoxville, Tennessee. Seventeen hours. Ooh, pretty close. Fifteen and a half. Okay. Apparently. All right. Okay. But if you hit traffic in New York, yeah. you're probably doomed. So. Oh yeah. Depends on what time you're leaving. That's probably weekend. Yeah. You know. That's right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's wild. Montreal. I forget how close to the border it is. Also, I definitely spent most of my childhood and an embarrassing amount of my young adulthood thinking that Montreal was in Western Canada. Because I figured I figured they spoke French, so they couldn't be just like right near the border. Right. You know, that wouldn't make it. It can't sense. just be like there. Yeah. <laughs> um Nashville. Like basically America. <laughs> that's right. Nashville SC with a just a tremendous Columbus crew jersey here. Um that is a Ew. bit of a it is a total like copy my homework, but make it look a little bit different thing. Mm -hmm. But I do kind of like the sound bars on the side, like that. Yeah, like kind of a natural feel. It's yeah, funny. except except <laughs> it's got some stupid like seven. Oh, oh, the sound bars on the side of the actual yeah. jersey. Yeah, that yeah, looks yeah. good. What's doesn't the doesn't the the seven stripes on the Nashville end stand for yeah. the seven rivers or something? I just remind crap? me of that. No, it's called the seven string or the six strings or whatever. Because of a guitar, Stephen. There's six oh, strings geez. on a guitar. Sweet. <laughs> you know Nashville? They're known for their. Guitar. You don't own music, Nashville. You own the shitty music, but not Gibson the good Factory's music. It's in Memphis. It's not in Nashville. <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> you stupid idiots. I toured the All right. factory. I, I love it. Oh, yeah? Was it baller? Nashville. It was good. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I went to the Dole Plantation while I was in uh, Hawaii, and I stayed there for like fifteen minutes because it, like it was a tourist. It was a tourist hellhole. Well, Justin, sense. let me tell you, I didn't because there was no fresh pineapple in that whole establishment. I don't know if we weren't in season or what. I had as much pineapple as I could on that island though, because fresh pineapple. <laughs> oh is, man! Oh my god! It's so that's good. The, like pineapple. I had pineapple in Kenya when I was there, uh, when in college. And it's just like, if you get it from a place where it actually comes from, it's just a different experience. So there's my humble brag of the day. Um, <laughs> I am jealous that you spent more time in Kenya than I did. I, that's like one of my dream vacations to get down there into the Rift Valley, 
watch him go on long tempo runs that I can never keep up with. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, anytime you want to go, let's go back. We'll go let's together. It. I'm, be... I'm down. That country, it's it's unreal, man. It's what a place. What a place. Uh, and just a cool place to visit. Also, Pineapple Fanta, as long as we're on the subject of pineapple, if you can get your hands on a bottle, do it. It's uh, it's good stuff, Justin. We're not broadcast. We're not uh, <laughs> sponsored by them, though, so trying to get no, into the no, no, yeah, no, fr- no, no free pub. You're right. No free pub. I forgot. But um, New England Kudis Funeral Home, then they can get all the <laughs> that's <people>. right. Kudis <laughs> is, is our owner, whether they want to be or not. Uh, <laughs> New England uh, brought to you by United Healthcare, the sponsor, the providers of my very own healthcare. Thanks, United, for giving me crappy health coverage so that I don't have to pay extra taxes Uh, (laughs) this is this is pretty basic it's blue it's white it's got some squares it's whatever um oh let's talk about this thing oh baby Uh, new york city uh new york city did a better dynamo jersey than the dynamo yeah yeah it's gorgeous and earlier i was saying la galaxy but it is new york city that's my bad um lightning bolts down the left side, blue and orange. I don't know why they're allowed to use these colors as you kind of related to earlier. Freaking love it. (laughs) But it's dope. It's terrible and it's dope at the same time. I love it. It just goes back to that thing of if you're going to go for it, go for it. Just go for it. And they went for it. Um, Move on to the Red Bulls. Before we move on, Steven, we didn't talk about this in our, in the, you know mls recap. oh you're right, right you're right have right, you right, seen right. the new yeah, york yeah, city yeah. fc uh championship banner in Yankee yes Stadium? have you seen yes this? yes oh yes have i it's i'm pretty incredible. sure i could just print out a bigger banner from my computer in the other room uh it's amazing when you look at it from home plate they showed the far angle and you can't even see it <laughs> yeah you could you could grab a uh eight by ten college rolled notebook and draw a more impressive banner than they hung it i want to know like did the yankees approve that or where like nycfc it's got they're like we just got to put it there they won't even notice it (laughs) (laughs) it's gotta be some like struggle for power or something but like how (laughs) dude just allow them get them a real banner for god's sake you can have a two foot by four foot banner nothing (laughs) any larger than that It's like if you help us pay for Carlos Correa, we'll give you a bigger banner. But you guys are poor, until, so until then, <laughs> that's right. Um, and now he's a Minnesota twin. So look what you did, New York City. Um, but yeah, that was. Thank you for stopping us and no bringing problem. that I just, up I because that to was. Talk about that. Oh, that that tweet you sent to, or I guess you didn't send the tweet, but the far angle shot that you yeah, talked about makes oh it my so God. much better just incredible because they showed the banner and like okay this isn't this is small this is not great and then they like mm-hmm. zoom that out and they keep zooming out and there's like a, it's a dot it's a dot on the screen yeah yeah Amazing. uh i uh we're moving on to new york city red bulls i i like this one personally yeah, i don't know good. if everybody will i really i don't think it's gonna happen but i really do want the blue and pink checkerboard for i'm a big fan of checkerboard purina sponsor for the inaugural St. Louis City SC home kit, I just it. want it. I, wa- I don't a, think we're gonna get it, but I that's want great it. corporate synergy. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Synergism all day. But yeah, this looks good. I you know the the sketchy 
like they're actually they're designed to look like they were sketched oh, yeah. almost. I don't that's know me. that that's really necessary, but it, it's fine. It's I dig done it. well enough. Yeah, honestly, like some of the Red Bull kits, not just New York, but like Leipzig and Salzburg, are like some of my favorite kits. So. Oh yeah, well, Ian's not here, so we're allowed to say where the other Red Bulls are from. <laughs> that's right. Um, we'll, we'll quiz him later. You won't. Remember. That's right. He won't. There's not a chance. <laughs> He's been to Hawaii since he last had to answer that so there's no chance he remembers orlando city um this could be pretty good but like why are the why are the lines all sorts of different i don't know but steven like, this is this is good um jagged. i'm a big fan it's you like it's it good yeah it's really good i think okay i think i really like it i just hate that they're like weird off-center squares yeah but i i do like it overall you're right it is good it is good don't like, I haven't you know, seen don't it in force action. Don't influence your decision. If you don't like no, it. No, 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 no. I really do like it. My initial response was, this looks awesome. And then I saw the offsetting squares and I was That's like, why? Though? Now that you pointed that out, I can't not notice it. But but <laughs> if I if I like look, if I, you know, cross my eyes and just look right. at the whole thing, it's like, yeah, this is fire. When I you look it. at it from further away, it's, it's yeah. definitely one of the best. I bet in action it looks fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. It's like it's got that Florida sun thing going on. Like it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, moving on to the Philadelphia Union, apart from Bimbo being just a hilarious sponsorship, I think this looks great. Yeah, Philly always has Philly, such Philly good kills kids. it again with the kick game. Uh, did they bring back the incredible yeah. one? Yeah, they oh. still have their secondary kit, which you all know I love just so yeah, much. Yeah, I, I got to get one of those, those <laughs> this year before they're oh, gone. They're, they're so good. Um, Oh man, Alaska, Alaska, Portland, uh, with the Alaska Airlines sponsorship, not for me. Um, is that like a an upside down monkey at the collar? Like, what's going on here? It's like a is this well, like a, Rorsch- a, a Rorschach of, test Jersey? Be, Jersey? They're supposed to look like roses, right? Because Portland mm. is the rose city. Um, it's but they obvious. don't though. <laughs> but, but they distinctly <laughs> do not look like roses. I, I know what a rose <laughs> Actually, looks like. So, like, especially one. Hold, on, let me find it. There's a Portland Thorn jersey that uh-huh. so much better. And when you look at that compared to this, it's so bad. Um, I was gonna say, like, I know what a rose looks like, and at no point in looking at this did I think, oh yeah, that's a rose. Oh yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me let me save this so I can put it in the the notes real quick. But please. I'm a big fan of Portland Thorns jerseys anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I got to find it on my computer. What did I do? <laughs> there it is. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. here For- we go. Oh, yeah, that's that's much better. So it's, yeah, it's the black uh, rose jersey that the Thorns had a couple years ago. And it's like kind of subtle roses, but it, it's much Yeah, better. but I look at that and I think rose. Yeah. I look at that. I looked literally. I thought this. I thought the big center splotch below Alaska Airlines was like a weird bird taking flight, and I literally thought the one at the collar was like a monkey that was upside down, like looking. <laughs> it's you like know. abstract, abstract expression. Yeah, roses yeah exactly. Monkey. I thought I thought this was a Rorschach test of a jersey. They do have the TikTok sponsorship. Speaking of money sponsorships coming from horrible places, um, but, you know Alaska Airlines. I don't think they've done any war crimes or anything so, no, good. so that's good yeah <laughs> uh, as far as i, I know they've, they've i don't think they've sponsored any don't say gay bills so that's good. that's right that's right so it's all good um real salt lake you know it's it's fine i think it looks fine i yeah, think it looks good it's a classic and it's pretty clean like i like when jerseys are just clean like this especially mm-hmm. like the red and gold it's 
Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's not gonna yeah. blow my blow your socks off, but it's a good jersey. It it's is a jersey. Poss- I'd, I'd wear it around. Yeah, I agree. That looks solid. Uh, it is possible to go too clean, though. It is. Um, and I believe the Quakes have gone fully into the delete oh. this category. <laughs> yeah, this is not good. <laughs> this Apologize. Apologies to my friends at the Tectonic Plates podcast, but uh, this is not a good. This is not a good. Yeah, this is not, <laughs> I, I hope they wouldn't disagree with you. Um, I guess they were trying to really like bring through that intermedia cloud communication sponsorship with with lots of lines. But there's uh, never really been a San Jose jersey that I like won aware though. Yeah. So it's it's keeping in line with that, I guess. That's right. So <laughs> way to continue being mediocre. And um, speaking of mediocre, let's move <laughs> on to <laughs> Yeah, give us your thoughts. Tell us how you feel about this Zoo Lily uh yeah, sound. I mean, this shooting. is this is just as bad as the one where it looked like they ran out of ink halfway through. Mm-hmm. This one uh-huh. is also not for me. Yeah. It's it's just like why are the shapes there? Right. Why are the shapes there? And also it with the Adidas stripes on the shoulder, it, it doesn't flow at all. Right. That could be like that it. could be one blue bar just straight down the middle, I'd and like it'll it look better. great. Yeah, but they're trying too hard. They always Seattle always tries too hard, and it's always yeah. terrible. And it's like you've got awesome <laughs> colors and a great logo. You don't need to try very hard. Right, right. You can just, just get make a clean jersey. Yeah. Um, the sporting KC one, pretty solid. Uh, eight one six hidden all over in the texture. I mm. assume that's nine one nine one three as well. Area code is yes. Oh, is that the zip? Wait, nine one three nine one three is okay. the Kansas side. It's like a six three six three one four situation. Right, right. Did right. you know St. Louis is getting a new area code, which pisses me off? We did talk about this. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't either. I don't. I don't like it personally. Three one four. I'm three one four till I die, baby. Right. What's it's messed up. Um, what is it too? It's it's like it five like seventy five five one something five five seven. Ew. What? Yeah. They can't even do anything fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. Hey, why is Toronto called the six? Do you know this? I don't know that. Is there like six boroughs in Toronto? The is first official mean? area code for Toronto, which was four one six. Oh. Oh, so literally, literally, he just called it. Literally, Drake just named up calling it oh, the okay. six. Well, that's okay. I can get on board with Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Drake is the most influential person yeah, in the as history. As long as it wasn't Toronto. like some Toronto fat cat saying it. That's right. <laughs> speaking of, uh, I don't know, terrible jerseys. Um, and speaking of Toronto, that would have been the better. That would have been the better transition. <laughs> Speaking of terrible jerseys, I was uh, Justin. I was so distracted by how bad this jersey was that I literally didn't think about it's whose jersey good. it and was. Also, this is this is oh, fantastic! The Cincinnati jersey, just in white. This is a Cincinnati jersey in front of black. Just in worst court, worst in colors, gray instead of blue and orange or whatever it was. Yeah. Also, the Toronto uh, FC are now the Oakland Raiders, apparently. Like, why is there no red on this jersey? This oh, is their no. Home no, this is their way kit, I guess, but still. But still, it's bad. This is bad. Yeah, I don't like the half and half kits. Like, I don't like it when Barcelona did it. I don't like it when anyone does it. Mm-hmm. They're not for me. And rounding us out, Vancouver with a sufficiently boring yeah. jersey. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> ah, look at that. <laughs> that lyrics, music to my ears. Um, 
I think the clear winners uh, for going balls to the wall, both New York teams doing very well, mm. Orlando doing very well, Philly doing of very course. well. Philly yes. a lot more restrained, but just uh, just oh, yeah. clean. Philly, I have a special place in my heart for the Union and their yeah. jerseys always make that clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think they look. Uh, I think they look. They really look good. good. I like that LAFC jersey too. It's a little like even if it goes to Art Decoy, but it, it yeah. looks kind of good. I, I would wear that. I'd wear that. Agreed. Kit. I agree. All right, Justin. That's a that's a long long afternoon of of uh, soccer discussion. That's I had to think of which sport we're talking about. Do you have anything you'd like to add before we hop off of here? No. Um, hopefully, no major wars start before our next podcast. Let's see. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. I watched uh, all of pretty much all of the UFC free card today from London. That was uh, pretty sick. Was it? I don't know. Yeah, I've gotten back into UFC recently. It was pretty dope. And one guy was from Liverpool. Like pretty much every fight had a British fighter in it because nice. Dana okay. White. Dana White knows how to promote. Oh, yeah. um, he's, a, he's basically a wrestling promoter. It's pretty yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, and uh, he led a London crowd in singing Justice for the 97. Uh, after he won his fight very, very decisively. So that was nice. cool to see. That is cool. Um, what a while. I mean, if you don't, if people out there don't know the Hillsborough story, uh, go watch the documentary on it. Yeah, the 30 there's for a good 30, 30, on 30 for 30 on ESPN um, Plus called Hillsborough. It's, uh, it's quintessential watching if you're a It's fan. tragic. Don't yeah. do it if you're in a good <laughs> mood or want, don't want to be depressed. You, you also very much need to pay attention because yeah. I understand some of what they're saying. If That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm liver publicans are speaking. So put, put the subtitles on, get your reading like, glasses. The first and... time I tried to watch Hillsborough, I like, wasn't necessarily like engaged with it and i realized i was like a quarter of the way through and i'm like i have no idea what they just said I need to yeah start watching this again <laughs> i uh i feel like i've i've listened to enough liver public accents now that i'm like kind of pretty good at picking them up but like occasionally i'll kind of step outside of myself and really listen to it and i'm like what's happening what is this yeah i was me and claire were watching great british bake-off last night and i forget it oh. was, uh, it's the first of like the newer season uh -huh. so someone on it who flow is it flow maybe i understand like a fifth of every word i understand more spanish than I understood, the like, the older like english that she was speaking yeah yes, flow is like the yeah. older grandma lady that makes yeah. friends with paul because they're both from liverpool yeah she's got the thickest liverpool accent i understood, I understood but then there's spanish that i understood her english yeah there's heard. also kate in that season who's the younger one and hers is pretty thick too kate's the one yeah she's the one i couldn't understand like, yeah she yeah. it's pretty hard and then she at the end she like talked to her parents when she like wins star baker and that's even worse it's like what's happening stop speaking like, you're not speaking english that is not that is not the language that i speak that's right it's overworked <laughs> as paul would say yeah I, um, I have come to the understanding that i speak more spanish than i do like northern english yeah and scottish and even scottish. and and welsh yeah. yeah it's really it's a wild <laughs> it's a wild wild west over there wild wild east i suppose but yeah it is to the west of england though so so depends on where you're standing science. western yeah. civ after all <laughs> that's true that's true uh, anything else you want to say about soccer before we get out of here? No. Or liver no. public accents or flags, cosmetology, uh, perhaps? No, I don't think I do. I don't think I okay. do. Okay. All right. Oh, it's been a good episode. Um, good hopefully we'll be back soon to talk about USMNT. We'll probably do one after they either lose or, or advance. 
If they I'm lose, like, we'll definitely do one. I'm feeling we'll anxious just thinking about it. So uh-huh. I'm gonna need to have a podcast just to then we'll be talk about queer. it. Yeah. Oh, I I don't want them to lose, but if they lost no, for that reason not. alone, it would be the funniest thing that ever happened. Yeah. Also um, for like all my relatives that like barely follow soccer and they know I do, and whenever we like something bad happens, they just like want to talk to me about it. And I'm like, you. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's always great. You get those questions from like, so what's this trade mean for the Blues? And it's like you don't know who Hampus Lindholm even is. So shut up. You know. Not that I Who's Ben Sherrotes? <laughs> <laughs> I hear I hear he's really good. He's supposed to be a big body. And it's like, ugh. That's the my, problem. My insides are <laughs> melting. But thanks. Thanks for asking your stupid question. That's all he is, is a big that's, body. That's right. That's all he brings to the table. All right. Well, it's been a good afternoon. I'm enjoying the soccer discussion. Thanks mm. for uh, doing this, Justin. Thanks for doing this, Steven. Well, thank you also, Ian, for not joining us and allowing it to be a better podcast than it ever could have been with you. He's going to get it next time. I've got a big (laughs) quiz. Congratulations to Ian and Arlene on their nuptials, which is a word I do not like. And we will talk next time. Go U.S. men's national team. Please don't disappoint us. We believe in you, Greg Berhalter, except we don't really. Goodbye. Adios. (laughs) Adios.